Hello and welcome to our prayer and reflection for Blackhorse Road Baptist Church on Sunday the 4th of April. Today is Easter Sunday and we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The reading is from Matthew 28, 5-7. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he's risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell the disciples that he's risen from the dead, and indeed he's going to be going before you into Galilee, and there you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can celebrate today the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, from the dead. We thank you for all that this means for us, for the hope that we have of new life through him, for the promise that we have that we will be with you forever. And we thank you that this world will be changed and renewed because of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And so we pray for your help today. When we feel the sorrows and trials of this life, may the hope of the resurrection burn in our hearts. When we see around us the difficulties caused by the coronavirus pandemic, when we see the poverty and suffering of so many in our world, when we see the injustices caused by the selfishness and greed of too many people, help us to remember the hope of the resurrection. We thank you that because of Jesus, there will be justice, there will be healing, and there will be peace for our world. We pray particularly for the people that we know, and we lift to you those who find that life is difficult at the moment. We remember those who are sick and those who are struggling, and we pray for them. May they know the hope of the risen Jesus today. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you are alive today. We thank you that you are with us. And we thank you that there is nothing and no one that can separate us from your love. Amen. For our Easter service, some of the people in the congregation have recorded themselves singing or playing instruments to the song Jesus is Alive by Ron Canoli. If you have YouTube or you know somebody who can show you um, YouTube videos, then you can watch what people have done by searching for our church YouTube channel. Just put in Black Horse Road Baptist Church into YouTube and you'll be able to watch that a bit later on. But you can get a preview now and uh, have a listen to what it sounds like. And while they're playing, maybe you can sing along and celebrate because Jesus is alive.
angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who is crucified. He is not here, he has risen, just as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell the disciple that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee, and there you will see him. Matthew chapter 28 says, After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers, go to Galilee. There they will see me. I love this moment in the Bible where the resurrection was revealed to the women who came to tend to the body of Jesus. For many years I have pondered what it must have felt like to them the confusion, the anxiety, the fear, and then the change of emotions to disbelief, daring to hope, and ultimately joy. A whole spectrum of emotions, probably in the space of a few minutes. But even before the empty tomb, these women showed their dedication to Jesus, even in his death, with their intention to go and tend to his broken body. His love for them and his example of love to them had changed them immeasurably and their devotion to him did not stop at the cross when it appeared that everything was lost. Of course, 
they did what they were told and went off to tell the other disciples. But they weren't believed at first, obviously. On Friday, in accordance with government restrictions, my family met with another family and we went for a walk in the woods. During our walk, I made a Holy Week journey stick. I used string to tie different things to my stick, ferns at the bottom because they look like the palm branches from Palm Sunday. Next, I attached grasses with seed heads that look like wheat to represent the Last Supper. I also smeared a bit of mud there on the stick to represent what Jesus must have washed off the feet of his disciples. Above it, I tied a piece of olive branch to remember the time Jesus spent in the Garden of Gethsemane. Next, I found some thorns and wrapped them around it as a crown of thorns. Then I found a bit of dead wood to represent the body of Jesus. When I got home, I hammered a nail into my stick. Today is Easter Sunday, so I am attaching a flower for new life. I like visual reminders of things. I find they are powerful and helpful. Walking in the woods reminds me that everywhere, death and life are working hand in hand. I only have to closely inspect a piece of dead wood on the ground to see evidence of new life growing from it. Leaves fall from the trees every winter and break down into the soil where new life will eventually seize the moment to spring up. I defy you to look at any of the trees bursting with blossom and not believe that they are crying out, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. Even a simple everyday activity like eating a slice of bread can only happen because a seed fell into the soil and died to grow into something new. I want to read from another part of the resurrection story, Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 27. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all the things the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what it was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. It is hard to believe that any life can come out of death. Death is something we say as Christians that we don't need to fear, but the truth is we dread it happening. Maybe not to us, but certainly to our loved ones. We would move mountains to protect them and keep them alive. 
But during that time of death and despair, between Good Friday and Easter Sunday, something is growing in the darkness of the tomb. When I reflect on my own life, I know there have been very dark moments when I have felt like nothing good could ever have come from them. Sometimes I have experienced the hand of God on those situations and sometimes it has been profound. I sat beside my mum as she was dying. It was an early morning one summer. We were due to be driving back from Scotland to England, so I got up and went to her hospital room before the night staff had even clocked off. She was vaguely aware of me being there, I think, but I sat beside her and held her hand as the morning sunlight shone through the branches of the trees outside the window and the dappled shadows and reflections danced on her bed. There, in the silence, I felt the entire lifetime of love she had poured into me and hoped that in the hold of my hands she could feel my gratefulness and the peace of a life lived as best as it could be. Somewhere deep inside me, I resolved to carry that life on and pour that lifetime of love into my own children. Sometimes we never know, though, and it is the unfathomable mysteries of God that I am relieved about. I don't want a God that I can work out and place in a neatly packaged box. But I want a God who I know is love and a God who I know can conquer death and grow new life and beauty out of something that feels like the depth of darkness and despair. The disciples' encounter with Jesus on the road to Emmaus is beautifully paraphrased by the theologian Brian D. McLaren in his book, We Make the Road by Walking. He retells a Bible passage that I quoted from Luke. Then he imagines the conversations between the disciples after the event. He imagines that they go something like this. Do you realise what this means? One of us asks and then answers his own question. Jesus was right after all. Everything he stood for has been vindicated. Yes, and something else. We never have to fear death again. And if that's true, another answers, we never have to fear Caesar and his forces again either. Their only real weapon is fear, and if we lose our fear, what power do they have left? Ha! Death has lost its sting. That means we can stand tall and speak the truth like Jesus did. It's not just that Jesus was resurrected. It feels like we have arisen too. We were in a tomb of defeat and despair, but now look at us. We're truly alive again. We have had an incredibly dark year in our world. There is no way we can package it up in a pretty religious package and say glibly that new life will come from every single one of the almost three million recorded deaths or that any good will come from the continued suffering of those who have been hit harder than others. But the story of the resurrection gives us permission to look for the life and the love and the hope. And it gives us encouragement to be the life and the love and the hope for those around us who are suffering in their darkness and despair. This is my challenge to myself as I start to negotiate my way through a world in the process of coming back to life with the resurrected Christ in my heart. Let us finish our time together by saying words that many Christians will be declaring today that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. 
Let us say it together. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ shall come again. Amen.